something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Louis Schwartzberg is a renowned filmmaker and director of the award-winning documentary, Fantastic Fungi, narrated by Brie Larson. It's also on Netflix. It's rated 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> That's crazy. Pretty rare. Pretty rare. Yeah, Louis has also spent his notable career providing breathtaking imagery using time-lapse, high-speed and macro cinematography techniques. He's a visual artist who breaks barriers, connects with audiences, and tells stories that celebrate life and reveal mysteries and wisdom of nature, of the nature of people and places. Thank you for being here, Louie. Hi. Good to be with you, Kelly. So as I was, you're here today to talk about your film, Gratitude Revealed. And as I was, you know, researching you and prepping for the podcast, one of the things that I loved is that you've had this big career and so much of it was focused on the visual aspects of life and just visual beauty. And it seems that now you're taking that skill set and kind of incorporating, maybe diving a little deeper into the inner beauty of people in the world and just combining the two, which is something I completely resonate with. Um, that's kind of how my career has gone too. So I just wanted to talk about that journey, how you got from really focusing on the visual aspects of life to now wanting to dive a little bit deeper. Well, in a way, I think they're the same. I mean, the stories I love to tell are stories about, you know, people who overcome adversity, but have a lot of joy and hope in their life based on the fact my parents were Holocaust survivors. So with nature, it's stories about, you know, colony collapse disorder with the bees. It's a story about the mushrooms, you know, uh, being this connective uh, network under the ground, which is all about resilience. Mm -hmm. It's all about being strong and, and being survival oriented. And I think the same thing is true with people and their stories. And, um, and so on the visual side, when I shot all those interviews and gratitude reveal i mean i think you probably noticed it was all beautiful mm -hmm. well that's part of the story that is the story in other words i don't just shoot people in a crummy contrasty ugly light 
situation because I'm trying to seduce people to open their hearts. It's subliminal, really, that you are engaged in beauty as you're hearing words of wisdom from people that, you know, perhaps you consider to be the other. You mm -hmm. know, we've got like, you know, people of color, we've got different genders, and we have people from different parts of the country, red states, blue states, cowboys. And to be able to kind of soften that transition by, you know, making it beautiful is one way to, I think, enhance the storytelling. Yeah. Was there a specific moment that you realized that? Or did you, I know you <clears throat> mentioned having Paris, parents who survived the Holocaust. Was that some sort of mentality that you just kind of grew up with because of their experience? Well, because of my folks, I definitely grew up with an appreciation or gratitude, you know, because they appreciated all the little things in life, you know, the food on the table, the, the roof over your head, the fact you have a job. Um, were and the miracle of having children that to them was like heaven on earth, and so definitely learned. And in, in a way, again, it, it's it dovetails to being an environmentalist, you know, it's the little guys that make the world go round, it's the mycelial network that makes soil, it's the bees that pollinate the flowers, it gives us the fruit, the nuts, the berries, the vegetables, the healthy food we need to eat. It's the people on the bottom of the food chain that is the foundation of life. And so, um, you know, we are nature. And, and, and I, I love the fact that you're noticing there's a difference between the two. And they are like, in a sense, different spheres. But it's almost like yin and yang. It's like male and female. Mm -hmm. They're really one and the same. We are nature. Yeah. And for me to take that exploration, one, one thing I did realize, though, after... I finished Gratitude Revealed, way after, actually. Because people kept on asking, like, for example, you made this film about you know, mushrooms, fantastic fungi. Like, why make a film about gratitude and, and talk to all these people? And what I realized, and we touch on it in, you know, fantastic fungi, are the people that are having the treatments with psychedelics for, for cancer. And the critical part of that treatment is the integration that after they go on this journey and they have this incredible aha moment, the important thing is the integration of how you're going to apply what you experience, what you learn in relationship with your friends and your family and your work. Well, I think that when I made fantastic fungi, I'm sharing the wisdom from below the ground. Mm -hmm. of this mycelial network, a shared economy, not based on greed, where nutrients are shared for ecosystems to flourish. And then you got to say, okay, wow, well, what are going to do with that knowledge now that I've seen it? You know, well, it's because gratitude revealed is a journey into the soul. How do I take that wisdom, nature's operating instructions, and apply it to my community, to my work, to my life? So it is an extension from one into the other. Yeah. Well, I talk about this a lot on the podcast, um, but just like the last couple of years specifically being so difficult for everyone. I mean, I think, you know, we went through this pandemic, so that was one major hit for everyone. But then there's so many more things that I think have contributed to this like heaviness maybe or you know, just the divisiveness that we're all having. 
Um, And you talk a lot about using gratitude specifically for your physical and mental health. So Mm -hmm. could you talk a little bit to that aspect of what you you learned? Well, when you talk about, you know, the pandemic, I think, you know, most people other than people that unfortunately got super sick or maybe died, but in general, most of us experienced disconnection Mm -hmm. and despair. And again, gratitude, being grateful for the little things, going out to dinner with your friends and family, getting together in person, you know? Oh my gosh, I mean, yeah. We we totally took that for granted, you know? Yeah. Being able to travel. So um, gratitude, you know, is, I think, was meant to kind of happen, or gratitude revealed a movie. The perfect timing was really right after the pandemic. I mean, I've been shooting these little magic moments with people for almost four decades, kind of, you know, nurturing and and sort of sharing these little nuggets of wisdom with remarkable but quote unquote ordinary people they're not ordinary they're just not celebrities yeah and so um i've been you know kind of like a squirrel saving my nuts and (laughs) and the time came i think to string these pearls of wisdom onto a necklace and the universe a lot of times um is the master marketer that mm-hmm. tells you when things need to be born. And so it is, I think, a good thing to happen after the pandemic. Also, to respond to your question, I mean, the way I relate to it and the way I use it is the fact that it's easy, especially now from the pandemic, from the political discourse, from environmental degradation, from disconnection, to feel despair. Mm-hmm. And we're all talking about this mental health crisis. Well, what can we do about it? I feel that gratitude isn't like the antidote to all of it. I do believe it's a baby step in the right direction because you can't have a negative thought and a positive thought in your mind at the same time. So when, and this happens to me all the time, I go into a negative spiral. You know, somebody, you know, said something wrong to me. I got rejected. You know, who knows? Maybe someone scratched my car. Whatever it is for that moment, you know, um, and then you have to take a pause and go, what can I be grateful for? You know, grateful that I'm breathing, grateful that my fingers are moving, grateful that I'm looking at the light bouncing off a tree, uh, grateful for the cracks in the sidewalk that look like the veins in the leaf. I mean, there's always something you can find, I believe, to be grateful for. Yeah. And when you do that, You've, you've shifted your mindset from a from from rumination, which is a problem, because it's easy to ruminate. We all do it, you know, and um, and it it's great that you can do it. It's almost like on your computer where you got this hard drive. Are you going to fill it up with good stuff or bad stuff? Mm. You know, negative energy or positive energy. You only have so much room in that hard drive. You only have so much room in your in your like memory or your instant recall memory, your brain. And if you're in the moment of appreciating what you can be grateful for, then um, it brings you back becoming present. And when you're present, you're good. Yeah. The thing about the present piece, I love that you just pointed that out because in most cases, my dad always says to me, are you okay right now? And in Mm -hmm. most cases I am. You know, Mm -hmm. in the actual moment, I'm okay. 
And so if you can bring yourself back to the present, a lot of times it takes you out of the future. It takes you out of the past. And like right. in this moment, am I okay? And, that, and, and gratitude does that because when you ruminate, you are typically thinking about that bad thing that happened. Somebody fired yeah. you, somebody broke up with you, I mean, right. whatever, right. or you're, you know, or the thing you're fearful of that's around the corner in the future yeah. that you're anxious about. But in the moment, yeah, that's when you can find peace and harmony. Yeah. Well, I love the people of this film. I mean, to me, I just, <laughs> I learned so much from watching and listening to people. And I think you pointed out how important connection is as humans. And I felt felt that in the film. I was yeah. telling you before, I'm from Louisiana and there's so many references to just, you know, the visual part of even me watching them cook the food and just the celebration and being with each other. I feel like that was such a heartwarming moment for me to even watch. And um, yeah, that just kind of, it reminds me of the simple things of life, I guess is what I would say. There was a quote that someone says, real gratitude doesn't come from what you got materially. Everything is a gift. Like I'm alive. I live in a house with a roof that doesn't leak. So you kind of touched on this, but how important is it to really pay attention to what's happening in our day-to-day -day life, the simple things, and just focusing on everything as a gift. Well, I think it becomes clear, like all of a sudden, you know, we all say like health is most important. And when, we, when we're sick yeah, and, and we face some calamity, all of a sudden, all those other concerns fall by the wayside. And now it's like, oh, wow, I got to get better. And I really, more than anything, I want my health back. Yeah. You know? It's a real wake-up call. You know, we've all had that, I'm sure. I had it recently. And so um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the question was. I'm well, sorry. I I, no, it's okay. I was just pointing out, you kind of already touched on this a little bit, but just noticing the little things oh, yeah. Yeah, that little, we maybe take for granted okay. day to so, day. And same thing. Your health is, is, you know, it's a big thing, but we take it right. for granted. There's a trillion cells in your body that are all working in harmony. Mm -hmm. Like, what a, what a gift that is, you know, um, that someone's like managing that whole affair for you. <laughs> and again, the, the stories that I tell are about the little guys, about the bees, the bats, the hummingbirds, the pollinators, without which we don't have healthy food, without which plants can't reproduce, without mm -hmm. which life on our planet would probably disappear. Um, and the same thing is true with you know the mycelial network bacteria under the ground that, and fungi that makes soil no soil no plants you know so I, I love unveiling the mysteries of life but as i do that i learn more and more it's the little things that make the world go around mm -hmm. and i think the same thing could be true if you apply that to you know uh people and and your relationships you know that one little smile that somebody gave you, mm. you know, the, the one little attaboy that you heard, like you parked your car and, and somebody, you know, smiled at you, you know, it, it's like, yeah, that can make someone's day and you have to really appreciate those little things and also give them as well. Yeah. We talk about that a lot here on the podcast of just even when you're having a bad day, if you smile at a stranger, like you said, it really can turn your mentality around, yes. if you're, even if you're the one giving it. Absolutely. 
You interviewed Michael Beckwith, and in the yeah. film he says, ultimately gratitude is a way of life. Even the hardships, they're activators for um, our potential, for our growth. And yeah. to look at it that way is obviously very not easy. <laughs> it's not my nature to go there first. Yeah. Um, but I loved that he was pointing out that that's just a practice. And the more we practice that. Um, so I heard, you know, the part of your story about your parents and this was kind of a common theme in some of the other interviews you did, but it seemed to me that some of the people, and I think this has been my experience in life too, but sometimes the people who have gone through the greatest hardships are the ones with the most gratitude at the end of the day. Why do you think that is? Because they've, they've developed that sense of appreciation. I mean, the same thing is true with, you know, people that are born into circumstances that where, where they don't have a lot, you know, um, uh, they're they share their food you know mm. they open up their drawer like you know i've been to places in india morocco places where you know people don't have a lot and you'll you know, blows you away how willing they are to share with you you know um i i think it's perhaps for people like that in those situations um scarcity you know makes you appreciate things more yeah. It's almost like a perspective too. Maybe yeah. if you've gone through great loss, you can then experience great joy kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a way of life. And also with what we what Michael said, I think that was it what's the, the you know, every phrase that's trite is actually a truth because it's told many a time. But um when you go through an obstacle or a challenge and you look back and they say it's a blessing in disguise, mm -hmm. you know. It's true. It's like, oh, you broke up from that guy. Well, you know, at the time it was hard, but then when you look yeah. back, you go, boy, Thank I'm really God. grateful that happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I moved off, you know, from that relationship or that job. Yeah. And I found a better job, let's say. But at the moment, you think it's a disaster mm. and it's really hard because you have to go through a change and a transition. But typically, when you look back, it's always like you're grateful. It's so true. And every time someone says to me, it's a blessing in disguise, I want to punch them in the face, but <laughs> it is true. <laughs> it's a good way to look at it. Yeah. You know? It's never not been true in my life. Yeah. You know, in hindsight. Yeah. And, 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 that, and the way Michael, I think, phrased it was really good too, that these obstacles are a challenge in work clothes. Yeah. That's what he said. Oh, I love so that. So in other words, like when, it, so actually in the moment, instead of looking back later and going, oh Yeah. That was a good idea that I didn't stay with that person. But yeah. instead, like as you're in it in the moment, it's like, okay, someone just like is annoying at work or whatever. And so instead of like getting all stressed out, it's a challenge. Yeah. You know, like how am I gonna do how am I gonna deal with this in a real positive way? And how is it gonna make me better, you know, and grow? Um to be kinder, to be more open-minded, to be more generous, whatever, to mm -hmm. in, in dealing with a difficult situation. So tackle it from that point of view, as opposed to, I'm so angry. I'm mm. so annoyed. I can't stand this person, you know? It's yeah. like, and I'm getting all, and then you know what? They feel that. And all you're doing is accentuating this, you know, reciprocal negative energy. Kill people with kindness is what I believe. You know, or another good phrase, you have to pick between being right and being kind. 
Mm-hmm. Use kindness. And it's a miracle what it does for you and for that other person. I believe that wholeheartedly. I want to know in your everyday life, what are some ways that you practice gratitude? Well, I always have gratitude in my back pocket. As I said earlier, when something negative happens, it's my G spot. (laughs) (laughs) I know I imagine this capital G, which is almost like God, capital G. Yeah. And um, I know it's going to work. And it's 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 a it's a little it's a little challenge of finding that thing I can be grateful for, but my typical day starts off where I've got a time lapse studio bedroom actually turned into a studio where I'm shooting flowers nonstop for four decades, seven days a week. It's been a studio now; it's a bedroom, uh, but it's big enough to explore the world inside of a flower. First thing I do is I I, I go downstairs and. I try to find out, did flower open? Is mm. it in focus? Is it healthy? Um, connecting to the circadian rhythms of life, connecting to organic you know, life energy, plant energy especially, um, is a great way to start your day. And then I look in the garden, and I see all the flowers, and who's, who's next going to be in front of my camera? And it's that's before I drink coffee or tea. That's how I start my day. And I just, I drink that in. And what I found out recently, you know, there's a book about the blue zones, which is like these seven, five places around the world where people live the longest. Okay. And he did a study on that. It's called the blue zones. I forgot the name of the author, but like Okinawa, I think it's Sicily. And it's like five places where, you know, people live to over a hundred. Well, one of the things that they do every morning is they go into the garden Mm. and they tend the garden. Also, they have relationships with community. They're not alone. You know, with their neighbor, their family, whatever it might be, they're very connected as a community. And and that's what creates longevity and having purpose as well. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I wake up, I got purpose. I mean, I got this ball I'm juggling where I got to keep the cameras rolling nonstop. I can't miss a single minute or two because it it takes me, in a 24-hour period, I capture about five seconds of film. That's it. So if I let a day go by, you know, I missed a full day, but like it's going to take me a long time to accumulate the footage. You want to take a guess how much time-lapse flower and mushroom footage I have (laughs) filming 40 years nonstop. I would not even know where to start with that number. I'll I'll give you a clue. (laughs) It's it's in hours. How many hours do I have? Thousands? Higher? 20. 20,000? 20. 20. I've squeezed 40 years into 20 hours. How is that possible? Because I only get three to four seconds per day. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. You're shooting one frame every 10 minutes, one frame every 15 minutes. Hour goes by, you got a quarter of a second. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's why I got to keep keep it going all the time. Right, all the time. And because you don't want to miss a moment, I would imagine. Yeah, miss a moment, but every day is precious. And um, uh yeah, I, I just got to keep it going because it yeah. takes so long 
to have an end result. Yeah. Wow. Well, you've kind and, of go ahead. No, and and you know you you know you can't buy you can't buy time either. No. <laughs> Be grateful for every minute. There you go. Um, well, we, I was going to actually move into the vis- visual aspect of kind of healing and how you're using that in your work now. And you're sort of yeah. touching on that now, but, um, you say beauty is nature's tool for survival because we protect what we love. Our appreciation for nature's incredible <clears throat> beauty is the first step in preserving it and all that it provides for humanity. So how do you feel that appreciation for the beauty around us inspires connection with ourselves and with others. Because you'll protect what you love. We're hardwired to do that. You know, that's why puppies are cute and kittens are cute and babies are cute. We're, you know, we we're hardwired to nurture them and love them because we want, or DNA wants life to go forward. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at scientifically, you know, it's evolution. DNA wants life to go forward. If you want to look at it spiritually, then it's about love, you know, as well. So given the fact that we're hardwired to do it, then perhaps my thesis is that nature invented beauty so that we would protect it, mm. so that we would care for it. Because that's really the only way I believe we're going to solve this environmental crisis. <clears throat> You can't tell people like a to-do list, like, oh, you should recycle and you should like, you know, don't use pesticides and all the, you know, things you're supposed to do to be environmentally conscious. On the other hand, if you love trees, I find it's really hard to throw a paper, not Mm -hmm. because of a reminder that, oh, you're supposed to recycle and there's a label recycle on that trash can. It's just that I can't do it. I can't do it. Because you, know? you love trees. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sense. harm I'm not gonna harm anything. Right. And also and again, even going back to my parents again, like I'm I'm against extinction of any kind. People, plants, animals, ants, the snails I find in my garden, I collect them and then I move them across the street where there's a big patch of ivy. <laughs> It's a, it's like a hillside where you know I don't yeah. think anybody cares, but <laughs> it's like I'm re- I'm respectful of the genius of a snail. Even it's a miracle yeah. of, of 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 ingenuity. Who am I to just stomp on it? You know, even though I don't want it in my garden, so I just move them around. You know. Well, I love that you pointed that out earlier a little bit when you were mentioning bees even, you know, like we don't think about on a day-to-day basis, all of the things that are working to keep this whole world moving and going and functioning. It's the same thing as our health. We don't think about all the things our bodies are doing to function. Um, And it is interesting to think about slowing down and having appreciation for those things, which we unfortunately don't often do until something goes wrong. And yeah. and the and speaking of the bees, I mean beauty is what motivates the bee. It's mm-hmm. getting turned on by the color, the scent, the pattern, um, the nectar, the taste of that flower. Mm-hmm. It's you know, and it being motivated to land on that flower and to bring some of that nectar and pollen back to feed its babies. Right. right? 
Yeah. And, and how is that happening? With beauty, because we look at the flowers, they turn us on as well. They smell great. They look beautiful, right? Yeah. And they also um, motivate us to take care for them. I mean, mm -hmm. I am a slave to my, you know, garden. Yeah. I don't know if do you garden a little bit. <clears throat> I try. My brother's really good at it though. And so he has this beautiful garden and it's like therapy for him because keeping it yeah. alive, it's it's a very rewarding thing, I think. Right. But it's like if you get even if you bring home some cut flowers, you yeah. immediately have to deal with it. You yeah. Know? You have but to you care want for to it. because they're pretty, like you exactly. said. Exactly. Yeah. Right? You're you're yes. like and so that's one way to motivate behavior. Yeah. Right. Same thing with you. Then you could say, well, look at the extreme other end, like a relationship, fall in love with somebody, you mm -hmm. find them to be attractive. You want to do whatever you can to, you know, honor that relationship in a really beautiful way. Yeah. Um, but you're being motivated by right. it, not because you're supposed to do it, not right. because you're guilted into doing it. You know, if you, if you look at the bees, this is pretty remarkable. You know, so they're, 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 they're being turned on by beauty. They carry that pollen back to the hive to feed their babies. And so they're a messenger for sexual reproduction for the flowers. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll take a more I'll take a really kind of dry scientific approach here and say that the bee is not conscious that it's helping the flower. It's simply taking care of its need to feed its to feed the brood, right? So the fact that the flower seduced the bees to do that and the bees do it unknowingly. And I perhaps the flower is not aware that the pollen is actually feeding baby bees, you mm -hmm. know, either. That it's, it's not helping that, you know, uh, colony, you know, flourish. So what's really beautiful is they're enabling each other to flourish unknowingly, as opposed to a quid pro quo. I do this for you, and you do this for me. Mm. You know, which is which is another form of of relationship, right? Right. But imagine a relationship where I do this for you unknowingly, and it's going to make you, it's going to improve your life because I'm just doing what I'm doing. Right. So is everyone in that equation? Yeah, that's interesting thought. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Catch the Wave Gratitude Revealed Tour. Yes. Uh, um, tell us what, what is that? Well, I want to spread the gift of gratitude. And um, what we're doing is we're making it available, <clears throat> both virtually and screenings, because we want people to come together. So we have like an educational curriculum. We have a teacher's guide, a parent's guide. In the movie, I hope you noticed, Kelly, that there's nothing preachy in the movie. No, about, not at all. You know, what to do and how to practice gratitude at all. But there are people that do want guidelines and they want help. Yeah. And so, you know, we actually have a companion book with research done by the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley that can tell you how to, you know, develop practices for gratitude and on the values under gratitude, generosity, curiosity, creativity, courage, connection, you know, love, all those things kind of add up to gratitude, at least mm -hmm. for me. And so there are guidelines we want to share with people. And so 
after a screening, we make that material available, whether it's in person or not. And that's what we want to do. So we want to initially get people to come together. And, and one of the beautiful ways we've been doing it, and we just launched it on 420 on Thursday, is the Louis Channel. So the Louis Channel is an over-the-top platform that's like Netflix or HBO Max or, you know, Paramount Plus. Yeah. <laughs> And I think I'm probably the only filmmaker has done this so far where I'm making it available on like Apple TV or Roku device where you can have an immersive experience with really high quality, nutritious, positive, celebratory media that makes you feel good. Gosh, don't we need that now? (laughs) I know. And we totally need it. So Gratitude Reveal, Fantastic Fungi. Um, I got a bunch of shorts about, you know, moving arts on it. Um, Louis Land is for kids and um, children's hospitals to be able to tap into that. Uh, I got Friends of Louis, which are other people's work that I'm bringing on, but I'm curating like the best of the best. Like we just launched Howard Hall's underwater cinematography, one of the world's best. He does like 3D IMAX movies Amazing. with whales and dolphins and octopus, all kinds of cool stuff. And um, yeah, so I want to make that available because unfortunately in the world we live in right now and the dilemma we're facing, it's a battleground of consciousness that mm-hmm. is happening. And the new currency isn't money, it's eyeballs, right? And if I can grab your attention, I own you. And the easiest way for me to grab your attention is with fear. Or I can be really gross and vulgar like politicians are. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to ignore. Mm -hmm. We we definitely have to be vigilant, but it's also easy to get sucked in because when you do, you're sucked into their world. Yeah, I don't want to be in Trump world. No. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I know it's really hard to look away. It's like a train. Right, right. You know, right? We all know that. It's like, because again, we're hardwired for survival. The fear thing is the thing that, you know, the brain goes to first for survival. Mm-hmm. It takes more energy, more talent to make you laugh and cry, to turn you on to art. But at least it's an emotion because if I said, don't look at that stuff. It's bad for you. That's not going to stop you from doing it. If I say, don't watch horror films, don't watch violence, don't watch guns and killing on TV, it may not dissuade you because it is a bit of an adrenaline rush. But what I can do is offer you a choice. I can turn you on in a different way. I can give you an adrenaline rush. I can make you, you know, instead of building cortisol in your body and anxiety and from the from looking at negative imagery of of, of torture and and you know fear and guns, it's like you can do that with love and beauty. You get turned on. Yes, and like you said, that's where people. That's where if you find that in something, you really want to keep going back once you connect with that. Well, I love that. I'm going to put all the links to where to find that. um, And then also just the Louis channel and things like that for people in the description of this podcast. Yeah, LouisChannel.tv. So it's available on your phone as well. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, it is. But I wanted it to be available in 4K. Again, let's go going back to beauty. Why do I care about you watching it in 4K on a big screen TV? I care because 
that detail yeah. that nature created, the, the subtlety of colors or the myriad of colors and the zillion colors and the, and the contrast and all those patterns, they touch the deepest part of your soul. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to dial that back, you know? It's like if you're listening to beautiful music, you don't listen to it, you know, through a tiny little, you know, ear pod or something. Right. I mean, you want to hear the fidelity of the entire orchestra. Right. So you want to, you want all of it. You want to get turned on to all of it. And guess what? That's wavelength energy. It's I think it's medicine. Mm-hmm. It's hitting your retina, that's sending electrical impulse to the brain that is making your heart feel good. Like I, wow. I couldn't believe some of those images were real. It doesn't look, it doesn't even, it can't, like I couldn't process it. <laughs> it's crazy. It's very but that's that's because it's stretching the the norms of perception, which is really healthy because we Completely. have a narrow point of view. It's why right. I do a lot of time lapse or slow-mo, macro micro right is that we have to step out i mean it's a good metaphor don't we have to step out of our little safety zone our little mm-hmm. cocoon you travel you, you want to see the world you want to see differences people in louisiana different than the farmer in vermont this is you know? true <laughs> yet they're the same they're there just another version of themselves right they want the best for their kids they want a healthy life they want to maintain their culture right Good play food. their music, have good, <laughs> good food, yep. play their music. Yeah, it's all it's the really same. all the same. It's true. Louis, thank you for this. I'm just so happy to have people like you out there just putting out positivity and love and gratitude and those things that I feel we just need so much in our culture right now. So appreciate what you're doing and I appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.